Hi, I'm Holly, your host of the Crush the Rush podcast. I work full-time and run a full-time coaching business. I started my first coaching business when my twins were 18 months old, and I was excited to start something I was passionate about, but overwhelmed with how to make progress in such small pockets of time. The methods of working three to four hours a day in blocks of time didn't work, quite frankly, because I didn't have it. So my mission is to share how you can put together your own side hustle strategy and plan that works for you without giving up your goals and still focusing on your priorities. I can't wait to help you grow your business and more importantly, enjoy that well-deserved time off. Let's get to the show. You are listening to episode 53 of the Crush the Rush podcast. In today's episode, you get to hear some amazing time management and productivity tips, not only from me, but from my friend, Crystal Noel. Crystal is actually a certified life coach. She homeschools her four kids, and she really focuses on helping overall moms who think they want to change their kids' behavior and help them to realize the better way is for actually you to change and not them. So she really focuses in moving into self-love and feeling better about yourself and your kids. And she runs monthly membership programs, one-on-one coaching, workshops, and digital courses. But we are really going to dive into this method that she teaches called the Monday One-Hour Method. And it's all about how to plan and set your week up for success, which you know that I'm such a big fan of. So we talk about the one-hour method, but then we also talk how to manage your calendar in a way that creates more time for you. We talk about how to really think about time differently and focus in so you get more done in less time, but also enjoying motherhood and your business at the same time. Guys, this is one of the favorite episodes I've ever done. And so if you don't have a pen and paper, you're going to want to grab one because it's an amazing show. Let's dig right in. Hey, Crystal. Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you today? I am so good and I'm super excited. I've been really looking forward to chatting with you on here. Yeah, me too. So fun little backstory. Crystal and I met in the DMs of Instagram, but we started sharing (laughs) some of our productivity tips. And I don't know how we got on it, but she started talking about this amazing method that we're going to get into. And I was like, you have to share your wisdom. Um, and we were chatting right before this that I think even though we have a lot in common, it's so interesting to learn um, from others and to just really understand different ways that people manage their time and sort of balance all the things. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't you just jump in and introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about you. So yeah, so I'm a life coach. I actually found um, the life coach school by Brooke Castillo when I was looking for master's programs for psychology. I planned on um, being a registered psychologist and I was just going to take a couple of courses here and there while I homeschooled my kids because I have four kids that I'm with all day. And so I thought, well, I'll just take a course here or there. And I kind of happened upon her schooling and her method. And I was like, oh, I love this. Like it just really resonated with me. And I, I have a sister and a mom who are therapists. And so we chatted a lot about what they do and what that would look like. And I really felt like this fit what I wanted and my vibe way more than if I were a clinical psychologist. So um, anyway, so I jumped right in. Like I literally heard about her school like a week before school started, got on a wait list, somehow got off of a wait list like the day before school started. Didn't even have my books yet. Anyways, it was, it was just like a rush, but, um, but I really loved it. I feel like the methods 
are um, that that we teach and use um, in life coaching are just so helpful for just like the everyday person, right? Like I, therapy is definitely needed for sure. Um, but who I work with is more people that are kind of already living fairly okay. Like they're, you know, not thriving, but they're surviving and kind of getting them to more of a space where they're thriving. And I really love that. Like I just, I get so energized by what I do. And um, yeah, so one of the tools that um, we learned is called Monday Hour One. And it's basically a way to, I call it to like rule your time or to create more time. And it's really how I get everything done. People always look at me and they're like, how are you working and homeschooling and building your business so successfully in such a short amount of time? And I'm always like, oh, it's Monday Hour One. Like, that's it. Yeah, I think that's how we we legit started talking because you were talking about how you were homeschooling and you owned your own business. And I was like, oh, this is like, this is my tribe. Like, I want to know what you do. And then we we jumped right into that, that method. So one thing we did want to chat about before we got in that into that topic was just the concept of time and managing time and sort of how people view time. Do you want to dig into that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So when I first learned this method, I was like, wait, what do you mean I can create more time? Like, no, I don't like having a calendar. I don't like my calendar telling me what to do. And a lot of my like regular thoughts about life in general were that I have too much to do. And overwhelm was definitely one of my prominent emotions that I felt during the day. And it was usually coming from this belief of like, I have too much to do or I can't handle this all. And so it's interesting because when I kind of played that through with my coach at the time, what I would do was when I was feeling really overwhelmed, I would add more things to my to-do list. I would think about all the things that I had to do that I wasn't doing. And then I would actually not do my list. I'd like scroll social media or go watch Netflix because I was overwhelmed, right? So I was actually creating more overwhelm in my life because I really believed I had too much to do. And so even though the Monday Hour One Method is amazing, and I'll tell you all about it, and it's awesome, um, I think... 50% of it or more is really our mindset about our calendar, our mindset about our time and about how we view time. And so we really need to be doing both at once. Like we can do all these action-based things that are really helpful, but it's not going to be that helpful if we still think like, I hate my calendar. I don't want to follow it. I have too much to do. So it really is half and half, like managing our mind while still doing these scheduling and calendaring methods. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I would say that probably the biggest thing that I have learned through all of this is definitely mindset, even when it comes to taking a break, right? So we were talking before, like I took a staycation this week where I'm off my nine to five and I'm trying really hard to disconnect. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I need to do these 12 things because I actually have time. But sometimes that downtime and that mindset of just like letting your brain wander for a minute made such a big Mm -hmm. um, difference. So Let's dive into the Monday hour one method. And then I have a few more um, questions around time management. For sure. So I'll kind of do it um, a pretty quick overview of what it is because there are so many details. But um, basically what you do is you sit down and you make sure that you're in a distraction-free zone. So that might be tricky to do if you have kids um, like I do. So I try to do mine either when my husband's home or I actually usually do it Sunday evening. It's called Monday hour one because it's like the first hour of your work week. Um, But because I want to just get right to work Monday morning and I don't want to do that at the first thing in the morning, I do mine Sunday night. And so my kids are like already in bed or my husband's dealing with them and he already knows. 
he's like, okay, you're doing your Monday R1. Okay. And goes and like takes the kids into the other room or whatever. And so a distraction-free zone. And even so much so that I like, if I have to have my phone there for my calendar, that's fine. But like no notifications on, do not disturb, nothing on my computer popping up. And the goal here is to like really be in your higher brain, like that logical thinking brain where you're making your best decisions and to be in that brain, like the whole time that you're scheduling. So you're going to make all your decisions from that brain. So as you're sitting there and you're like really, really focused, we call this focus time. You're doing it during this really focused, non-distracting time. You first just dump out everything that's in your brain that you have to do. So we call it a to-do list download. So it's just everything that comes up. So this could be things like, well, I have to grocery shop this week and I have to make meals five days out of the week. And I have to run my kids. I was just running my daughter to ballet and my kids had literature club and like, there's all these things. So I'm writing down all of the things that have to be done. And that's the first, probably most important step is just to get it all out there. Because in our mind, we like to think we have so much to do. So when we like lay it all out there, Sometimes there really is too much. So then I like to think of it as like shelving it for later. Okay, so what can I shelf for later? Like, yeah, I want to run a marathon and read a book and, or write a book and you know achieve these crazy business goals, but I probably can't focus on all of those at once. So maybe I'm going to learn how to run a marathon next year or next month, or I'm just going to put it in like the later pile. I think of it as like a closet. So I'm going to put this on like my think about this later pile or in my like next week pile or my next month pile. So I'm going to really constrain to what actually needs to get done and whatever my current goal is. So currently I'm working on a business goal. So that would be kind of my overarching goal that I'm working towards. So anything that I have on my list is probably going to be that or mom or homeschool related. So once I go through and really siphon through that, I also ask myself questions like, is there anything I could outsource or delegate? I have a husband who's awesome. And so I'll delegate lots of my actual work stuff for my business to him. He manages oh, a lot of Oh, that is business. awesome. It's awesome. So he creates all my PDFs. He does my website work. He's converting my whole website right now to a new website platform. Wow. So he's like, he's always doing stuff in the background. So I'm like, okay, I don't have time to do this, this, and this. So I'll give him those. And lately it's been a lot of like dinners, bedtimes. He pretty much does all dinners and bedtimes right now and grocery shopping because I don't have time for that right now. So um, yeah, so we, I delegate a lot, a lot to him. And so then I'm left with like what I actually need to do. And that already seems way less overwhelming because I'm like, okay, it's not the hundred things I have on my list. There's like 40. I can fit 40 in in a week. And I love that too, because I always say like, you can't, you don't have an extra 24 hours to work on your business. So your brain dump is really everything. It's not like just business, just kids, just grocery shopping, and then you can kind of see it all come together. So that's super. All of it. Yeah. And I try to limit myself to working about 20 to 25 hours a week. Ideally, it'll always be 20, but on some really busy weeks when I have like a lunch coming up, like I do right now, then it's a little bit, it's a little bit tricky to fit it in 20. Um, But that way I can do it kind of in the early mornings, a couple afternoons a week and in the evenings so that I'm not doing it during the time, a lot of the time when my kids are home. Um, So that really works well for me. And then Once you've done your to-do list download and you've worked on constraining, so you have just what you actually need to get done, um, then you bring out your calendar and you start plugging things in your calendar, but you only start with what um, you do for self-care. So first of all, I'm going to put in things like, you know, going on a date night with my husband. My morning routine is something that I do on my own. Um, Maybe I'm going to go out for like a girl's night one night a week. Uh, Maybe I'm going to try to go to a yoga class one day that week. So I'm going to put in that time so that I make sure that my filling up my cup is going to get done. So I'm not going to like be burnt out. 
So I do that first. Then I go back to my to-do list and then I'm going to um, kind of cr- uh, turn it. I'm going to flip the wording a little bit. So instead of like um, work on a podcast, I'm going to be like podcast interview recorded or um, rough draft written for my blog post. Like, ev- like however you'll know that it's done. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so it's more of like, instead of just like, I'm going to endlessly work on this thing. We have this weird view of time where we think that we have no idea how long something's going to take, but we totally do. Like if I said, you only have one hour, it's life or death. You have to finish this test. Like you would just get the test finished. So just not giving ourselves like an endless amount of time to work on things, but like how much time do I actually reasonably need? And that can shift. Like as you're starting out this method, you might notice that you don't give yourself enough time on some things and you do other things and that's fine. But kind of just come up with how long do I think this is going to take? And I do that for everything. So even grocery shopping, like grocery shopping, okay, I'm going to give myself 45 minutes to write up my list and then to online shop at the store and then go pick it up or whatever, right? Yeah. So, so doing it as like the result that you're going to have created at the end of it. So what the end result looks like, blog post written, and then how much time each thing takes. And then you plug that into your calendar after that. So you put in like, you know, Monday. So my Monday for instance, would look like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to do my morning routine. I have a couple things that I do within that exercising and some devotionals and I have some thought work. So that's all in there. And then I have, um, and then I usually post on Instagram and Pinterest first thing in the morning. So I have that in there. If I'm going to do like social media engagement, like really engaging with people online, then I'm going to have to put that in there, like 30 minutes of doing that. So I'm not just going onto Instagram and not having any idea what I'm doing. Um, And then my kids are up by then. So I'm like, okay, it's homeschool time. But I don't even just put like just general homeschool time. I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on this with each kid for 20 minutes, or we're going to just read a bunch of fun books today. We're going to go on an adventure today. Um, and then the lunchtime and then the afternoon time would be work. And I would have like dedicated like an hour to do this, you know, a half an hour to do this. So that's how the whole day would go. But you also need to be careful, especially as, as moms to make sure that you put in a lot of times like margins, we call them margins. So they're like breaks in between things so that things aren't just flowing into each other. Cause it's, it's difficult to think, okay, well, I have a toddler. So right. how is this going to play into like, me writing a blog post in 30 minutes and having it edited and posted, right? right? So instead, like making reasonable goals, like I know that my toddler is going to interrupt me. She's probably going to wake up from her nap, you know, halfway through. So I'm going to give myself an hour instead. And then also leaving just little margins. And then I'm not going to go right into something else. I'm going to have a little bit of a break and then have something else. So that if things do end up spilling over, you're not spilling over into all of the extra parts of your day. So margins are really helpful too. Yeah, I love that you called them margins because I was actually going to ask you, one, how do you schedule in your breaks, which sounds like you do. And then two, Mm -hmm. from a more sort of tactical standpoint, do you use a digital calendar or planner? Like how do you actually Digital all the way. I do everything digital. I'm like- Google calendar? Yeah. So a a lot of people use Google calendar. Um, I just use my iPhone calendar. I have different colors for it. It's shared with my husband's calendar. And so anything that I do for my own coaching and my own business is, is one color that'll show up for him. Oh, Anything cool. family related, it'll show up for him. So he'll know like if he needs to take the kids to ballet or whatever. And then um, anything that he doesn't need to know about, like he doesn't need to know like, you know, the, the hours of things that I'm just doing randomly throughout yeah. the day so that I have those in different colors. Um, so then I just lay it out and they're like, I know exactly kind of 
what is going on throughout the day. So a digital calendar has worked really well for me. Some people like like just actually having a physical calendar, which is totally fine too. So I think it's just whatever you like and whatever works for you. And um, one thing that we talk about, like the focus time that I mentioned in the beginning, sitting down and having that distracting distraction-free time. But if you're somebody who actually works a nine to five, like you're working full-time every day, this is super good to do within your business. Mm-hmm. So you give yourself two hours every day if you're working a 40-hour work week and you do focus time. So this is where you actually put away anything that could be distracting and you don't have any notifications. Maybe you have your office door closed and then you just work. And what the work that you're doing is more like creative work. So you're mm-hmm. creating things, coming up with ideas, or you're doing like your back end work, like just looking over your processes. Like, are these working well? Do I need to shift something or change something to make it more efficient? Because you're really in that higher brain of like creativity and also logical thinking brain of deciding like what what needs to shift and what needs to change to make things more efficient. And so doing that, you usually end up finishing a lot more than what you think you'll finish in that time. Yeah, I love that. So I actually do it for work for my nine to five. I call it focus time. And like every other day, I'll block out like an hour or two hours and I'll just like mm-hmm. dig in and like knock out whatever I need to knock out. But not having somebody interrupt you, you're right. Like you get so much done in such a short um, yeah. amount of time. Today is the day. The Crush the Rush business and strategy playbook is officially open and you are going to want to grab it because it is only available for a limited time. And you might be asking, what the heck is a playbook? Well, let me tell you. So first of all, if you have been following along, I have built a five-figure coaching business in six months in the middle of a pandemic. And I wanted to share with you how exactly I've done it. This is your answer to accomplishing three times more in a given period with a proven strategy and system that dials in the right activities at the right time. Because guys, remember, I still have my full-time job and I still was able to put this together. What you get and what is included is instant access to 30 plus lessons broken into seven modules that's going to teach you how to visualize streamline and strategize your monthly business process, which means I'm going to teach you behind the scenes how I run my social media on a part-time schedule. Then I'm going to show you how to dial in your daily and weekly income producing activities. I also have tutorials on how to set up your systems so your business runs while you don't, including technical help on the email platform that I use. The entire playbook, the PDFs, the Trello boards, the tutorials, the done-for-you plans and checklists are all waiting for you. And wait, there is more. I designed the playbook so that is reusable every single month. And you can take each of the lessons in less than 10 minutes and then spend your time actually implementing So if you want to focus on social media strategy first, you can dig right in and get started, print out the template and go. If you want to set up systems first, you can go into that module, go in, print out the checklist, watch the tutorial, see how I set up my systems and then go. It is meant to grow with your business and there are bonuses. Of course, there are bonuses. Love bonuses. You get a weekly business audit process with me. You get a live Q4 planning and execution workshop, 
And because I don't want you to be a course collector, you also get office hours and one-on-one support. This is the framework that your business needs. Go in and grab the playbook right now. It is only going to be open for a short period of time and it will never be offered at this price again. I cannot wait for you to join me. Anything else around the sort of Monday, Sunday, one hour method that you think might be helpful? Yeah. um, One thing I didn't mention, it's called Friday hour done. And so this kind of closes off your work week. So on Friday, whenever your work week is done, um, that you're going to decide to finish at, I definitely suggest taking the weekends off, having some time, if that's not a weekend where you're having like a few, a few days of a break. So on mine, I usually do it somewhere between 12 and four on a Friday, depending on what's going on. And so Friday hour done looks like sitting down with your little notebook or your journal, and you're going to write down, first of all, the three things that you're super happy that you accomplished that week. Like I got this blog post done. I got this podcast episode done. I got a new client. So whatever that is, kind of your three major wins for the week, because our brain loves to kind of discount that we're even progressing and that we were productive. So we kind of have to help shift it to noticing what good we really are doing and how far we have progressed. So we just take a few minutes to write those down. And then once we've done that, we move to a space of like, okay, can anything shift or change? So for instance, when I first started, I did not give myself enough time to like check and respond to emails. I was like, oh, like, I don't even remember what it was, like 15 minutes a day. And I was like, I can't read all my emails, delete them, respond to them, like do whatever is needed in the email in 15 minutes. So I was like, that's not realistic. So um, just noticing that throughout the week. So it gives you a time to be like, okay, did I give myself enough margins? I for sure did not give myself enough margins (laughs) when I first started. I just had things going from one to one to the next to the next thing. Um, So those are kind of the things that shifted for me over time was just taking that Friday hour done time to really acknowledge the accomplishments that I did. And then also for learning, like what what needs to shift to make this even better next week. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so helpful. Um, I just started writing down, celebrating what I accomplished for the week because I felt Mm -hmm. like I was going into like, okay, I do all the things during the week and then I would automatically start a new list. Like just keep going and going and going. I really need to like realize that I actually did what I said I was going to do or celebrate that you actually got. Yeah. And when I do Friday hour done too, like throughout the week, things will come up and I'll be like, Oh, I really should get this paperwork done. I should do this, but it's not on my list of things that I put in my calendar. And so what I do is I'll have like a recipe card or notebook somewhere and I'll just write a little note for myself. So then in Friday hour done, then that's where I'd put all those notes. I kind of assemble it all into my notebook, make sure that nothing is like urgent that actually does have to be done because our brain will tell us things are urgent when they're really not. Yeah. So then I can assess it during that time. Like, is this really urgent or not? Put it all in my notebook and then just like literally just like leave my brain there and be like, okay, I'm done. I'm done for the weekend. I know that on Sunday night when I come pick this back up again, that all of this is here. I'm not going to forget like to file a certain paperwork or to yeah. invite somebody. It's just there. That is really, really helpful. So one of the things I also wanted to dial into because you're a mom and you're a life coach and obviously mm-hmm. very organized. So as a business owner, do you have other time management hacks that um, really sort of help you just survive the day or the week? Um, well, I don't know if this is really a hack, but I kind of had to stop watching TV. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to hear that, but I was just like, I can't work 20 to 25 hours a week and homeschool my kids and do all the things I need to do. So I definitely lowered my expectations around my house cleanliness 
Like, I mean, it's not a disaster, but I'm like a lot more okay with it not being as clean as I'd like around just food. Like, so dinner time might not be an amazing gourmet meal every night. Like some nights we're just going to eat cereal and fruit and that'll have to do. (laughs) So kind of just lowering my expectations around every day has to be this, like what it was before when I was at home with my kids and not working. And then, um, yeah. And then just also during the day, just taking that time to like notice when your brain is spinning and overwhelm. So like, cause like I said, a lot of it is mindset. So when I go mm-hmm. back into thinking too much to do or what should I be doing now? I'm just like, okay, brain, it's fine. Like we're going to be fine. Let's just look back at our calendar and let's get back to work and just doing those little kind of tricks just to like manage my brain around it. So I would say a time hack would definitely be, um, getting coached regularly or doing your own self-coaching Yeah, because I would brought this to my coach so many times. She was probably like, okay, wait, we're talking about your calendar again. Like it's three weeks in a row. And I'm like, I know, but I just feel like whatever. Like, cause once I started doing it, I'm really a spontaneous person and I love to just do whatever I want kind of on the fly. And so, um, and I felt like that was that was taken away from me with my yeah. calendar. So how did you manage that then? Because I really don't feel was, like I'm very spontaneous at all. Like if it's not yeah. on the calendar, I will not do it. And I, I feel like I need to adjust more in that space. So I just leave myself time for spontaneity. I'm like, I literally like during the summer when we weren't doing school, I was like, today is adventure day. So oh, I'm going to so take fun. block off a whole day for an adventure or like we're going to, for a week, we're going to just take like an adventure week or we're going to go travel for the week. And I actually find that when I'm scheduling all of this time and having big chunks of times where I'm not doing anything that's also scheduled in, mm-hmm. then I have that time to be spontaneous because I'm not worrying about, well, I actually should be doing something else. Well, no, I actually should just be sitting here and like doing nothing or doing whatever I want to well, do. Doing what you want to do really. Yeah. Like doing anything. Like even if the nothing is just sitting there and reading a book, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like cutting out TV was such a big thing because it kind of happened gradually for me over the years. Like I had kind of decreased how much I was watching anyways, but I just noticed I'd go like, listen to people. I like going to like live events. So I'd go to like Mm -hmm. Rachel Hollis or Tony Robbins or whatever, or I'd listen to people on their podcasts and like all of the big names, a don't run their own social media accounts and don't even they're not even on social media at all themselves. I know. Yeah. I had like a whole epiphany <laughs> right? about that a couple and weeks ago. And then like ago. B, they literally do not watch TV. Like pretty much at all. Right. Like I've heard Tony and Rachel both say that. I don't know about other people, but um, anyways, so I just thought like mind blown, like that's a lot of time during it the is. week if I switch yeah. my Netflix for productive time. So I'm not saying to just like all of a sudden do that because it'll be, it'll be a, a shift for sure, but there'll be like a month that'll pass by that maybe I'll only watch like one show or one movie in the whole month, which would have never been my life before. But I'm also just so much more productive mm-hmm. and I'm a lot better at saying yes and no when I mean yes and no. Like instead of a girlfriend calling and being like, hey, you know, can we chat about this or like, let's go out for lunch or whatever. I actually look at my calendar and I'm like, you know what? That doesn't fit right now. Let's do this, this date. And not feeling so bad about like, well, I have to say yes to everything people ask me to do. I think as moms, we totally get into that, like saying yes to everybody all the time when we're really saying no to ourselves. Like, okay, that means I don't get to take time for myself. And I love what you just said. I can't remember what book I just read it in, but it's, it's like you can say, no, if, if you're uncomfortable saying no, just say not right now. So it doesn't mean that you're yeah. not going to do it. It probably just goes on that like, hey, I'll get back to you in a couple of weeks when it's a better time. 
Yeah. I call it a soft no. Um, yeah. uh, Greg McEwen and essentialism talks about it, yes. but he'll just like, whatever you can say, like if you have a hard time saying no, which a lot of us people pleasers do, I'm recovering from that, but it's saying something along the lines of like, let me get back to you or let me check out my schedule or I can't do that right now or let me think about it. And then you can like send them a text or an email or whatever. Yeah. If you're like having a hard time kind of getting to that, just saying no space. Yeah. There are so many nuggets here that are so good. TV, managing your time. Yeah. Um, how do you manage your time? And I actually, this is just one that I thought of, like, how do you manage your time when it comes to social media? Because I think in the last couple of weeks, I've had, I've also had this epiphany where like the big names that I try to compare myself to mm-hmm. are not doing all the things. Right. And so it's yeah. a of like, how do you not compare to what others are doing? And then how do you sort of dial in that comparison, social media, sort of where you yeah. are? It's are funny at. because you're really comparing yourself to their social media manager, right? <laughs> right? You right. don't even know. You like think you're comparing yourselves to them. But I actually had this like big account that I comment on their stuff all the time. And I talk to them all the time. I'm not going to say who it is, but they, but she reached out to me and was like, I actually... I'm the social media manager for this account. And I love what you're doing on social media and was like asking me all these questions and stuff. And we had this conversation back and forth. And I was like, wait, what? You like, you manage it? Like this person doesn't do it. And so I, I you feel thought like you were is, talking to the person that was, yeah. oh my gosh. Right? Like I just thought the whole time that I was just yeah. like, oh, they must. But, but I'm like, well, of course they don't. They run like a multi, multi, multi-million dollar company. They can't be posting on Instagram and interacting with their yeah. audience all the time. So I think for me right now, I'm not running a multi-million dollar business, so I can run my own social media, Um, but it's kind of deciding what I want to do. Like that outsource thing. Is this something I want to get really good at or is this something I want to hire somebody for? So I just recently decided that I'm going to start looking into a Pinterest manager because I'd love to harness the power of Pinterest, but I also feel like I don't have time to like get super good at every single social media outlet. So I think that just taking the time to um, kind of decide where that is for you. And so I took some time to get super good at um, marketing on social media um, via Pinterest or not Pinterest via Instagram. And that worked really well for me. And so I actually love doing it, but I definitely had to manage my mind around like actually going on there and doing it and not just scrolling endlessly and looking at other people's beautiful feeds and then being like, well, I should be like this or whatever, right? Because we're kind of comparing all of our messy backstage stuff, like our messy office to like their super clean picture in the show home office, right? Right. And like, I'm sure their office looks junky lots of times too, but um, comparison never helps. And also randomly scrolling is not going to really be productive. So I'll just give myself time. Like I'll say, okay, to create my content and my copy and to collect my hashtags, that's going to take me this much time. And then to engage on social media with my audience, it's going to take me this much time. And I'll put those in throughout the day and throughout the week. And then I just really try to stick to it. But that's one, again, that I've had to be coached on a lot. I'm like, wait, I picked up my phone 80 times today. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I would say probably social media management, not as in not having someone manage it, but actually managing my time on it has been probably one of the biggest changes I've made. And it's so helpful mm-hmm. both to deal with the comparison, but two, to make sure that you're spending your time where you want to. Yeah. Um, so I love that. So yeah, any I other sort of tips of wisdom? I feel like this has been so helpful. You want to share before we wrap up? 
Um, as far as managing your mind, cause I do think so much of it is managing your mind around all these things, right. Around your social media consumption and around how you think you're doing and what you're doing throughout the week. Um, so one of the tools that I teach is called a thought dump. And so this is kind of like the to-do list download, but this is just for your own brain. So every morning you wake up and you just write down like whatever comes out, like you just write and write and write until something comes out just for a few minutes. It doesn't have to be crazy long. Um, and then you kind of sort through that and you can ask yourself some questions. Like if I'm thinking I have too much to do, is that going to create the result that I want today? Am I going to be able to get this stuff done? Or am I going to be feeling overwhelmed and stressed and burnt out? So as you kind of look at all of those thoughts, you can tell like, is this really helpful? Is this really true? I'm all about stories. I actually think as life coaches, that's what we're doing. We're just shifting people's stories, right? So I will ask myself like, what story am I telling myself? Is there another way I can view this story? Do I like this story, right? Is this story really helpful for me? And um, as I really kind of poke holes and start to get curious about those questions, then I can do my own kind of mental shifts. I don't have to just have like a coach with there with, with me every morning and I can move. So I did this this morning. I was on my way. I didn't have a pen and paper this time because I was driving. So I was just kind of doing it in my mind and I'm just thinking about things. And I was like, okay, if I'm thinking I don't have time for my kids today, how am I going to show up as a mom for them? Right. Right. When oh, I'm with them, I'm going to be thinking, question. I don't have time I feel for like them. I say that every single day. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a lot of like, that's what a lot of what I coach other moms on, which is the, all the same kind of thoughts that I'm having. Right. And so as I thought about that, I thought, no. So what do I deliberately want to believe? Like, I know that that's not true. I totally have time for them. If I look at my calendar, I've already blocked out time for them. So I just actually said out loud on my drive, like I can be connected and focused all day today. I can focus on my kids when I'm with my kids. I can focus on my business when I'm working on my business. I will get done everything that needs to get done today. Anything that doesn't need to get done won't get done. And that is okay. It's totally how it's supposed to be. And I was just like talking to myself. My kids weren't in the van, so they didn't have to hear me talk to myself. (laughs) It's like your own personal minivan chat. (laughs) Yeah. And like by the end of like me picking my son up, I was like, okay, yeah, I got this. I can do today. I can be connected and I can be motivated. I, I often t- talk to my clients because lots of times they work too, is like putting on different hats, right? Like just imagine like, this is the hat that I have on right now. And then I'm just going to go put it on a shelf and I'm going to go put back on my mom hat. I'm not going to be thinking about my business and all that I have to do with my business. And then I'm going to go put on another, another hat. And so just constantly shifting those and getting really good at every hat. They're all equally as important. They're all awesome. You can have them all, but you just decide like with intention which one you're putting on and what you're taking off. That is so good. Okay. So at the end of every podcast, I ask three questions and I can't wait to hear your answer on these. So what is your current morning routine? Okay. So my current morning routine is, um, I used to try to wake up early because I thought that successful people wake up early. And then I realized that I would just press sleep on my alarm. And so part of my scheduling was like being compassionate for myself. Like, that's okay. I'm still in the season of life where my kids don't ever sleep through the night. Um, my four-year-old still wakes up and comes into my bed at least a couple times a night. And so I'm okay with that. So I'm just going to give myself a time to wake up that's like normal. Yeah. Right? So for me, that's eight because my kids homeschool, so I don't have to wake up earlier. So I'm like yeah. going to have my alarm go off at eight. My kids are usually still in bed or kind of like groggily waking up by that time. They kind of wake up between eight and nine. So that's kind of like me time. So I'll do whatever exercise routine I'm doing at the time. Right now it's very minimal. I'm like... <laughs> going to try to push out 20 pushups every morning. That's my goal right now. 20 pushups every morning. That's all I have time for a couple stretches and then move on. 
I'm going to do my thought work. So like I said, that thought dump, that's what I try to do in the mornings. Mm -hmm. I do like a scripture kind of devotional, spiritual thing. I had to do that every morning. And so that kind of encompasses my morning routine. At the end of it, then I'll go into my social media and posting. But that's kind of how I start out every morning. I love that. That's really, And I think the important thing, and I talk about morning routine a lot, and I get up really early, but that's okay. You don't, I think the whole point is, you have to figure out a routine that works for you, whether it's morning, mm-hmm. evening, or whatever that looks like. Um, what do you think is one resource that has helped you the most on your journey so far? Um, I'm going to say getting coached for sure. <laughs> My coach is so funny. I, I actually, I have a homeschool coach. So which is funny because we rarely talk about homeschool because usually I'm like, my calendar's stressing me out or I don't know what to do about my child. But anyways, she's awesome. And um, so definitely getting coached and probably my own self-coaching. So not only do I do this where I do like the thought dump, but if I have time, I'll actually pull out a thought. So for instance, like I said before, like I have too much to do. Then I'm going to analyze just that thought. So I have too much to do. How is that going to help me show up? How does that feel? That probably makes me feel pretty overwhelmed. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the the model. It's called the self-coaching model or the thought mm-hmm. model. And it was yeah. developed by Brooke Castillo. So I'll actually pull and like run my own models, which is what I do with my own clients. But I kind of put myself in my client position and I ask myself all the same questions and go through this whole model. And so then I'm able to kind of just dispel and go through that and then move on with my day. So I know that's kind of a lot of tools that I just gave you instead of one, but anyways, no, all of that's those. super <laughs> helpful. I think just recognizing your thoughts and doing something with them is, is mm-hmm. a really good um, first step there. And then the last one is if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, I really don't know. I love superheroes. And so I was like thinking about like, well, it'd be cool to be invisible, but it'd also be really cool to fly. And I'm like, can I have like, can I be the superpower person that is able to just change their superpowers yeah, all well, the time, <laughs> right? And just like have new and different ones every day. Um, but I think if I had to choose just one, it would either be, I mean, are we talking like real superpowers? I'm thinking like superhero powers. Yeah, it can be whatever <laughs> you make it. So I'm like, <laughs> probably flying. so interesting for every guest. I think that flying would be really cool because I think it would just be awesome to be like flying in the air, in the clouds with no airplane. That and like moving things with my mind. Oh, Because awesome. I could just lay in bed and be like, my pop would just like come to my hand. Yeah, or clean the house <laughs> while I'm sleeping. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that would definitely be my superpower. Snapping my fingers in my house being clean and my meals being done. Yeah. If, that, if that's available, for sure, I'd take that. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey. What, let's tell the listeners where they can mm-hmm. find you and what you're up to now. So I am on Pinterest, like I said, but yeah. not as well, as much. Um, I do most of my um, most of my interaction with my audience on Instagram, and it's coaching with Crystal Noel. And Noel is N O E L L E. And I, um, yeah, so I do like Monday mini trainings every week where I'll just like talk about you know self worth or acceptance or like this, like some sort of scheduling hack, just anything to do with life coaching. And I send that out to my email list every week as well. Um, I do have a Facebook business page um, that all of my Instagram goes to, but I do most of what I do on Instagram. And then my website, which is www.coachcrystal.ca. And I meet with a few clients one-on-one, but I'm kind of paring down my one-on-one because I just recently launched a monthly group membership program. And it's awesome. 
and where I get to teach moms all these same tools. So we're actually um, shortly going to be doing a whole month called Rule, Rule Your Time. So there'll be like PDF workbooks and stuff to like implement all of this. Um, so I'm kind of focusing on that. And then I also run workshops. So I have like, you know, a positive parenting one or I'll run a business one. And the one that I'm uh, working on right now or just finished and launching is a digital course for teens. So all of these things that I teach to moms that who are they like, I wish I knew this when I was younger. And I'm like, I feel the same way. I want my teens. So I do have one and a half teens. I guess I have a teen and a tween. And um, I really want them to learn these tools when they're younger. And so I made it for them. I'm making them take it. <laughs> I so made it with amazing. them in mind. Um, but yeah, so I always have something, something going on. And I always post about it on my website. I love that so much. I actually have a stepdaughter and I, she's in college and I send her like journals and like mm-hmm. motivational books. And she's probably like, why are you sending me these things? So, like, Why do you keep sending me one day? Oh, so, I love it. Thank you so much, Crystal. I took pages of notes and I'm so excited to go back and listen to this again. So thank you. Awesome. Again. You're so welcome. It was so great to meet you. Thank you so much for listening to the Crush the Rush podcast. If this was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would please leave a review. It is truly what makes this show keep going and keeps the amazing guests possible. Even better, tag me on Instagram stories and let me know what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. 